Welcome to the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast, where we invite you into a journey of healing and personal transformation that will radically change your divorce experience, heal your heart while refining your character, and set you up to be effective and feel empowered as you navigate the practical and emotional challenges of divorce. I'm your host, Karen McMahon, founder of Journey Beyond Divorce. My divorce brought me to my knees, and it also transformed me and set me on this path to help you. Our team of JBD coaches support men and women to engage in divorce with more calm, clarity, and confidence through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. So I wanted to talk a little bit about um, sort of what lead, in my experience, what leads to the ending of a long-term marriage. And there, there have been many, many cases that I've had when I was a lawyer and mediator and clients that I have where there, there are children and the child raising is, is sort of the glue that's keeping the couple together. And the relationship itself, independent of the children, is sort of fizzling out. And then the youngest child leaves for college and all of a sudden one or both spouses realize that there's there's not enough of a connection to hold them together anymore. And that can be very shocking to people. Welcome to JBD Team Talks with your host, Karen McMahon. During Team Talks, you get a chance to meet our JBD coaches as we discuss challenges and difficulties that are common to everyone facing divorce and provide you with tips and strategies to help you master the art of managing your thoughts, calming your emotions, and intentionally choosing your responses. And now for today's topic. Welcome back to another episode of JBD Team Talks. I'm here today with Rachel Goldman. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you. Wonderful to be with you again, Karen. Today we have a really important topic of actually a pretty hot one these days too, and it's a gray divorce, too old or perfectly timed. Rachel and I were talking off uh, line a little bit about how we've both coached so many individuals uh, who are in their later years, who've been married for uh, two, three decades or more. And one of the greatest fears and limited beliefs is that uh, I'm too old, too old to divorce, too old to date, uh, too old for a lot of other things. And so we're going to challenge you today with the question, too old or perfectly timed? Rachel, take it away. Thank you. Thank you. So this is an upward trend that has been going on, not only in this country, but in the world for the past um, two or so decades. And the rate of divorce after age 50 has actually doubled from 1990 to 2015. So even though that's the data, I know you have many clients and I have many clients who feel like they're the only ones Mm -hmm. and who feel like 
like they're in a category of one sort of, and they imagine that most of the people getting divorced are younger or of shorter marriages. And so part of what we want to convey here is that that is absolutely not the case. Yeah. Yeah. You're actually in, in really good company. Um, it's not a club that any of us want to be in. And yet um, there are so many people. And I was reading an article about how also, a lot of women are uh, initiating divorce, women who have now been in the workforce and uh, and have a sense of more independence. So that's part of what's going on. Uh, there's there. I was also reading how just over the last even just the last year or two and certainly with covid, there's just been a lot and that imbalance where a lot of them are in the gray divorce area. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm I'm glad you raised that about more independence, financial independence and personal independence that women have been experiencing over the past few decades. And that that is one of the factors that has been leading to more and more gray divorce, in addition to the fact that people are living um, into their 80s and 90s. Right. They're living longer. And and if you are the individual who um, has been more the stay-at-home parent. We're we're going to address that too because we know that there are unique um, fears and challenges for you. So we'll be getting into that. Very good. So I wanted to talk a little bit about um, sort of what lead, in my experience, what leads to the ending of a long-term marriage and. There have been many, many cases that I've had when I was a lawyer and mediator and clients that I have where there, there are children and the child raising is, is sort of the glue that's keeping the couple together. And the relationship itself, independent of the children, is sort of fizzling out. And then the youngest child leaves for college and all of a sudden one or both spouses realize that there's there's not enough of a connection to hold them together anymore. And that can be very shocking to people. Right. I've actually, I've had a couple of clients who talked about that, how once the the nest was empty, it actually became awkward. And, And not that they didn't know that they had different interests and that they were spending time, uh, you know, uh, much less together, much, much less connected. But when you have an empty nest, uh, the silence can be blaring. Absolutely blaring. And, and the loss of roles, the roles may have shifted yep. into parent, parent versus spouse, spouse. And suddenly the parent, parent a role is much diminished because the children aren't home and, and there's an emptiness, like yeah. you said, And then interestingly, there are also a number of couples who who I've worked with either as a mediator or individual spouses where they hang on for dear life, knowing they're hanging on for dear life to the marriage, waiting, gritting their teeth until the last child leaves for college or the kids get launched. And I have yet to, frankly, hear of or know of a situation where that has benefited the children and the spouses. But I completely understand where that motivation comes from. Yeah, I I agree. And I would say that um, 
there's no good time to divorce. My children were we're just starting grade school. I could give you a hundred reasons why that was a lousy time to divorce. Uh, someone else can talk about how they waited until their last child went off to college um, because of maybe the financial ability to fund the colleges. And, and so there's never a good time. And, and I think one of the things that we want to, one of the key messages we do want to get across is uh don't judge yourself. Don't judge uh, that you waited too long, that you shouldn't be doing it now. Like all of that doesn't help. The bottom line is none of us, you know, stood bef before whatever altar and expected to be here listening to this podcast, going through this process like this is hard. And so don't make it harder by judging yourself. So if you're listening and you're in the gray divorce category, uh, and you've been really thinking about, you know, fearing all of the reasons you're too old. Uh, we we really want to challenge you to uh, reframe that and and trust and believe that this is your perfect timing. I love that. I love that, Karen. That's excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So so you know what led to. Um, led to you being here. And if you didn't decide, if your spouse decided, you know, uh, you may be dealing, feeling like you have a, a spouse who's had a midlife crisis, there may be um, betrayal involved, whatever led you here, here you are and how you look at it and how you engage in the challenges and the opportunities is really where all the gold is. And that's really what, what we're going to be talking to you about today. Absolutely. I mean, there are enormous challenges, financial and emotional, um, getting divorced at this stage in life. And there are amazing opportunities and, and it's very dependent on your mindset. And of course, it's not possible to always have an opportunity oriented mindset, but, but we want to show you the impact that it can have to be, to really see the opportunities lurking within the challenges. And I think when we start talking about financial challenges, the first thing I'll say is just across the board, uh, I have worked with people who have very little and I've worked with people who have a ridiculously large amount of money and everybody has financial fears. There's just you're taking you're taking one pot of money and you're splitting it somehow close to two. And so there's understandably a lot of fear and uncertainty around what that financial picture is going to look like on the other side. And I know, Rachel, you're going to talk about how that feels all the more tender when you're later on in your life. Yes, thank you. So when when couples are getting divorced um, and they're in the midst of a career, one one spouse may be uh, working full time, earning money. The other spouse may or may not be the orientation financially around the divorce is is how to divvy up what they have, the assets and how to in some equitable way, provide provide enough income, if possible, for both of them to be able to move forward.
Going through divorce is challenging. It involves many issues, legal, financial, emotional, and social, and requires the guidance of a seasoned legal team to achieve optimal outcomes. That's the promise of Laufer, Delena, Jensen, Bradley, and Doran. Choosing the right family lawyer could be the most important decision you make in the divorce process. There's life after divorce, and Laufer's team helps you to get there. Providing options to mediate, arbitrate, collaborate, or litigate, the firm handles issues such as alimony, custody, child support, and equitable distribution. Each case is staffed with both a male and female attorney as their clients benefit from having both gender perspectives on their side, and that distinguishes their firm. You can get your free consultation today by calling 973-285-1444 and mention that you heard about them on the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. And what's unique about a gray divorce is it may be that one or both spouses who were working have retired, so the income is no longer coming in, or one spouse is working and close to retirement and the other has been out of the workforce for a very long time, which can be really challenging to think about getting back into the workforce in your 50s, even 60s. And so the orientation is much more focused on what the assets are and how to divvy them up in a way that's going to enable both of the spouses to live for the rest of their lives. And that can be a shocker to people because, because there really isn't much time often to recover financially if there isn't earned income that's going to be coming in over the long term. It's absolutely doable, but it can be it can be sort of stunning to people to realize that what they need to focus on is how they are going to survive financially and live a lifestyle that 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 is reasonable with what they have. Right. Right. Absolutely. And so I think that so often uh, there's a, a victim mentality like, OK, let's say your your spouse, your your husband is the um, the primary earner. And and all of a sudden, well, he wants to retire at such an age, such and such an age. He's he's doing it to me and I'm going to get screwed. And so rather than having any of that kind of a mentality to be able to take what um, Rachel just said and what's reasonable, what can I expect? And so as you're going into the divorce, it's like given my age and my spouse's age, uh, what is the income earning years left Right. And you can always have like a best case and worst case scenario so that you're not shocked so that that piece of it is is that you're we always want you to be standing in what's real and true and getting out of the fear story in your head. And so there's that piece. And then there's the piece of how how well have we saved um, and provided. And that's that's that that distribution piece that's going to um that you'll be negotiating that may be the larger piece of the pie in the gray divorce. I think that's what you're saying, correct? Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and 
sort of the other end of that is that if one spouse has really been setting aside a lot of retirement assets because they've been generating most, if not all of the income during the divorce, there it can be a shocker for that spouse to realize that the retirement nest that they thought they were putting aside for themselves is now going to be split. Right. And so, so understandably, that can be a shock. And it's important, like you said, to work on uh, not living in that fear space or that anger resentment space and, and being able to take a look at the fact that now both spouses need to be able to financially function as well as possible. Absolutely. And I think that no matter what your age, there's definitely a sense of, you know, it's not fair when when you learn about how these accounts are split and you didn't know it. And so for you, if you're in the early stages and you're going in, I, I think one of the very few as coaches, Rachel and I do a lot more asking than we do telling. People think that they're getting advice from us. We share information, but we're really poking around and helping you find your best answers. When it comes to finances, it's certainly one of the places where I tell. And my one tell is no matter how little or much you have, you should be speaking to a financial planner, a financial professional who can look at your entire financial picture and help you figure out what you have, what you owe, what you need so that you can plan accordingly. And when you can stand in those facts, whether they're really pretty or not, um, that's going to really help you uh, negotiate both the legal negotiations and navigate the situation better. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's actually, in my experience, empowering for people to have that data in black and white, the numbers, financial planners can help you budget, put together a realistic budget, give you a realistic idea of what income is is going to be coming in what when you may be needing to draw from assets and then they can run projections for you that that go 5 10 20 years into the future so that you can see in graph form in numerical form if this is my budget this is my income these are my assets I am going to be financially solvent up through age 95 or whatever. So it's it's actually empowering, even though some people initially might have a fear of of seeking the help of a financial planner when getting divorced. Yeah. And especially if you have financial fear, especially if your story is I'm not good, good with numbers, he or she always handled that all the more reason to sit down with somebody who plays in the pool of numbers all of the time. Uh, I have had clients who have dreaded speaking to a financial planner because they felt guilt and shame and fear about what they didn't have and how much they didn't save. And, and I, I don't know anyone who walked away from those meetings um, not feeling better, feeling better about where they were, feeling better about what they knew, feeling better about being clear about what they had to do. And so sticking your head in the sand and um, and not engaging with somebody who really knows numbers 
is a guarantee way to fail and be filled in fear and probably not negotiate well. So you really want to take that leap and find a financial uh, a financial professional that you trust that comes recommended. We have a lot of episodes um, on our podcast uh, where we interview different financial professionals. We have at least four or five of them. So you can look for those too and listen to what they have to say and then maybe um, figure out how to find someone in your area. Yes, absolutely key. Absolutely key. Are you emotionally overwhelmed, heartbroken, bitter, paralyzed by fear? In order to effectively navigate the significant decisions before you and skillfully master your life after divorce, you must attend to your emotional recovery. Our 12-step divorce recovery program is an emotional roadmap that guides you to feel clearer, stronger, and more in charge of yourself. Thousands have emerged transformed by the lessons, strategies, and tools our roadmap provides. Divorce will change your life. Enroll in the 12-step divorce recovery program today and ensure that the changes will be life-enhancing. Go to divorcerecoveryprogram.com to enroll. So that's the financial piece of it, right? And then the gray divorce, there's there's some very unique emotion, emotional channel, I'm sorry. And then there are some very unique emotional challenges that come with gray divorce. Why don't we why don't we go through those, Rachel? Yeah, certainly. So one of the biggest challenges is having been in a a relationship, part of a pair for decades and decades and decades. And so one's identity becomes coupled, spouse, um, social lives often become couples getting together. And so when people who are 50, 60, sometimes 70, I've had some clients who are in their 70s get divorced, it's not unusual at all for us for there to be a sense of who am I now and and what is my social life going to be and do am I going to lose this entire community that I built with my spouse or is there some way for me to navigate it and continue to have the support of some or part of that community and so that that is a very very um significant challenge for older people in long, long-term relationships because, because 30, 40, 25 years of being in a marriage and, and having that be who you are um, in a big way, it, it's a hu- it can be a huge loss. And all of your friends are married and here you're going through something. And one of the big things I hear is like, even though they love me, they don't understand and they don't understand. And that's, that's where we get to the opportunity part, which we'll talk about in a minute. But yeah, if you've been, uh, 
part of a couple and you're so-and-so's husband or wife and, um, and everything's been engaging with a community of couples, then that's, uh, that's a, a big shift. And of course, some of your married friends will be your friends for a long, long time. And yet, uh, your life experience post-divorce as a single person is going to be different. And I've been divorced 15 years. I have plenty of married friends who I go and I hang out with all my married friends as a single woman. So don't have any limiting beliefs around that. Uh, And yet there'll be this wonderful opportunity to connect with people who have experienced divorce and can support and encourage you in that way. And there's something very exciting about building new friendships at any age. Yes. And that's where some of the opportunities come in is, is that, is that there is definite loss. There is definite closing of a chapter, but there is an opening of what can be an amazing personal growth chapter. And uh, one of the resources I always like to uh, recommend is meetup.com. Meetup.com was started um, when the World Trade Centers came down and people started coming out of their New York City apartments and talking to each other. And now millions, if not billions of people are engaged in Meetup. And if you're into yoga, photography, business networking, uh, whatever your interest, uh, singles, nights, you can go to meetup.com. Um, I'm a biker and kayaker. I've met people doing that and you can find your people. And it's cause I think the initial thing is it's really hard. How do you find friends, um, at this stage in your life? And a beautiful way to do it is engage in your interests and in meetup, it's kind of this built in, you can engage in your interests with other people that you don't know because they're out there looking to meet new people too. And it's a great way to connect and do something new and different and fun and safe. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes um, when getting divorced, uh, when you're older, you suddenly realize that there were interests and passions that you had that you you sort of push down or minimize because your spouse wasn't interested in them. And I have a number of clients, one who realized how much she loved hiking and had stopped doing that over the decades. Another who absolutely loved films and books and, and, and intellectual conversation, but his spouse was not interested in that. And so This is a wonderful opportunity to get in touch with what gives you joy, what you're passionate about. And Meetup is a wonderful way to do it. Don't assume that you're going to be the oldest one. Don't assume that you're going to be the only single person. You'll be pleasantly surprised at the variety of people who you meet and and at at how um, having that common interest and bond creates almost an immediate connection. I, I I actually could recall probably a half a dozen clients who went to events, and I think most of them were meetup events, 
And they weren't going looking for someone of the opposite sex. And in fact, what they found was a BFF. And so, you know, they ended up having a partner in crime to go and do things with because they were at an event where they were both interested and then they started um, connecting more. And so, you know, it's it's not um, it's not easy. It's but it it can be a lot of fun if you open your mind and your heart to the possibility. So the other thing that I, I do want to touch on, which uh, which Rachel we talked about offline, is the other emotional one. So one is that 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 you know finding yourself and you know the fear of losing friends. The other piece of it is if you are the one who decided to leave, uh, there could be a lot of, um, guilt, shame, uh, self-condemnation, regret. Uh, if your spouse decided to leave, you could be feeling, uh, devastation. You could be looking back at the decades that you spent together and only remembering, uh, the part that, that makes you long for the relationship as opposed to the whole picture, like looking with rose colored glasses and, and either way, all of those emotions, the shame, the regret, the guilt, the, the devastation, the, the anger, the unforgiveness, all of those are emotions that are going to be very depleting. They're going to create an emotional fog that doesn't really allow you to, um, think clearly to to navigate the the practicalities of divorce clearly, um, and there's going to be a lot of story in there, a lot of beliefs, limiting beliefs, um, uh, misinterpretations that don't serve you. And so, if you're in the gray divorce area and you're just awash in a lot of overwhelming emotions. Um, I really want to encourage you to check out our 12-step divorce recovery program, which is all about uh, overcoming um, the emotional challenges and getting clear and getting confident and and staying focused on solutions and and learning how to be present and learning how to um, make your way to acceptance instead of resistance and so many things that just will help you through this this next chapter of your life. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. I have an interesting example of when I was a mediator. A couple had been married for over 40 years and the children were launched and the husband initiated the divorce. He'd been having an affair. The wife was absolutely devastated. The first two mediation sessions, she spent crying through most of the session. And, and the sessions were focused primarily on just going over what the financial picture was. And then the third session was going to be to start the negotiation. And I was worried that she wasn't going to be able to have a voice because she seemed so devastated and and just completely thrown off um, any compass by the news. And we started the negotiation and suddenly 
something opened up inside of her and she completely let loose on him for how angry she was, how unhappy she realized she had been in the relationship and how she was not going to settle for anything that was less than fair. And he turned he turned into this small, almost cowering um, person for the period that she was yelling at him. And from then on, she had found her voice and we had some really excellent back and forth negotiation and he gave more and he heard her more and she looked different every time I met with her after that. So the purpose of this example is that that if you are not the one initiating the divorce and you feel devastated and shocked and totally thrown off your center by a spouse who wants to get divorced at this stage, it may it may actually open your eyes to to some ways in which you actually were not fulfilled. And it may enable you to find your voice in ways that your voice may have been um silenced or quieted during the marriage. That's beautiful. Oh, I love that. That's such a great example. And that's so true. And, and so many find a sense of, uh, freedom, liberation, uh, when they get to that place where it's like, I, I can, I can figure out who my true and authentic self is. And I can go out there and I can, I can do life on my terms from this point going forward. And so we, we have an entire, uh, uh, series on life after divorce and, and it's, it's, it, it really helps you focus on your next chapter being your best chapter. And so if you're going through gray divorce, you're not too old, you're perfectly timed, find a financial planner, check out our 12 step program take a look in the mirror, figure out what you want, um, what parts of yourself you may have lost, uh, where you want to grow yourself. And if you can shift your perspective to the possibility that this is happening, not to you, but for you, and that your best is yet to come, uh, you can navigate this divorce brilliantly and come out on the other side, two feet planted, um, a better version of yourself and with a lot of possibility ahead. Beautiful. Well said. Well said. So thanks so much for tuning in. We'll be back again in a couple of weeks with another episode of JBD Team Talks. Until then, you take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. I hope you found guidance and encouragement to help you along your journey. If you like my podcast, please take a minute to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. You can also visit us at jbddivorcesupport.com, where our team of coaches support both men and women through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. Stay tuned for our next episode, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.